Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast with three Mr. Irrelevants. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother with a face for podcasting. Oh, yeah, that's me, Ryan Newman. Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And by the other brother, who is looking absolutely gorgeous right now. Thank you. That would be me, Trey Newman. All right. On today's episode with the NFL draft, of course, happening this weekend, we are going to put a college football spin on drafting. We're going to get to that in a few minutes. But first, we have a bunch of five-star reviews to get to. We've had a ton come in in the past a couple weeks. So, Trey, why don't you get us started there? Yeah. All right. We got one from B underscore good seven. Best college football podcast ever. This podcast has more to offer than the other talking heads out there. The bros obviously know their college football. Just listen to their trivia shows and even have a surprising knowledge of G5 and FCS schools. They're supportive of their favorite teams, but still deliver unbiased coverage The humor and brotherly banter makes this podcast fun, but still delivers insightful college football coverage. Kudos to Ryan for his Baylor prediction. Oh, yeah. You know, you wouldn't see that that on ESPN is what he's saying. And then, Trey, you have my support. I know what it's like being the oldest sibling. I'll I'll take it. And then, Michael, (laughs) Sarah is the best thing about you. Love you guys and Boomer Sooner. Well, I mean, I will. I'll take that. But. I would have liked a compliment for for just me, but that's okay. It, it's true. So yeah, I agree works. with it. Uh, all right, that was a good one. Uh, we have one from uh, Go Beavers one two three four. Uh, the Bros are super entertaining. Uh, I have been bored with the quarantine, so I started listening to your podcast from episode one to now. Wow, if you really listen to it, <laughs> that, that, that is <laughs> that's a dedication. commitment, man. Uh, yeah, I see. And the amount of hate the bros have given the Oregon State Beavers has been tough. Well, uh, it's, it is tough. Uh, but bold prediction he has. Uh, Jonathan Smith is bringing a national title within five years. Keep up the good work, bros. Go Beavs. <laughs> hey, we, we, we like Jonathan Smith, but maybe no, I know not we're all big fans of Jonathan wise. Smith, but, uh, that's about the boldest take And we take were all ever. wrong about, I'm sure in the preseason last year, we were saying Oregon State was going to have a super rough year again, but they were five and seven. They were this close to going, going bowling. Yeah. So apologies to Oregon State. But yeah, we're, we're on the bandwagon now. Maybe not, not national title. A bowl game. Bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, maybe not national title bandwagon, <laughs> but hey, he's dreaming, which is cool. Yep. yep. Or she. Oh, my turn. Okay. Cream of the Crop 808 has a review. That says, great college podcast, very entertaining, and their trivia episodes are awesome to play along to. So thank you very much. All right. We got another one from Patty Mac 811 Great for college football junkies, he titled it. Uh, it's, it's three guys like you. They love college football. They know a lot about college football. And they love to talk about college football. Great content, fun games, and a great listen. Appreciate that, Patty Mac. And our last one is from uh, Ethan Duncan, uh, says, great, great podcast with uh, entertaining segments and give plenty of love to all the teams, even the G5. Hope that they pick the Gophers to win the West this year over the Skunks. Skyuma. We'll see. Uh, yeah. It's, it's going to be again wide open. Yeah, yep. it is. I would say, yeah, Minnesota and Wisconsin, it's probably going to come down to those two as far as my prediction. but. Yeah, probably. Too early to say. Um, Anyway, yeah, thanks for all those reviews. And just to let the listeners know, we are going to continue posting our show on YouTube. So if you'd rather watch us, uh, you can do so. And just go on YouTube and search College Football Bros. A couple things show up. One of them is is a bunch of, or or a couple like eight-year-olds that are doing a podcast, which is pretty cool. (laughs) But that's not us. So the ones that look, you know. I was going to say middle-aged, not quite yet, but we're getting there, guys. Handsome, young lads. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, Uh, if you look at my background here, I've got this like foam board here for the audio, but really it's kind of like, it's almost a Kentucky end zone. I just need the white to make the blue and white. Oh, that's true. If I was a Tennessee fan, maybe I would have done orange and white checkerboard. 
if this we're gonna you know for the time being yeah we're gonna do this uh this youtube thing if if that continues for a long time we should yeah we should get some some nice backgrounds for yeah, ourselves I was thinking about that yeah instead of my anyway. closet hanging clothes <laughs> ryan in his closet <laughs> i mean budget. that's low budget there's some charm hey. there <laughs> uh anyway let's get into let's get into these drafts so we did an episode like this last year um and so we're gonna do a lot of the same categories and what's cool is we're gonna we've all looked we've listened to last year's episode and we're gonna say who won last year's draft so let's uh let's get into it the first draft is next team to make their first ever playoff appearance mm-hmm. so ryan what happened in in 2019 there all right, so we had we gave nine picks. You know, we did three each. Uh, I started us off uh, with a Texas, eh. then Michael, you followed up with Michigan, eh. Trey, Florida, uh, and then Trey's second second pick of the first pick of the second round, he got LSU. So very good, there we very go. good. That was the that was the winner there. And then all right, we followed it up with Texas A and M for Michael. Uh, then I had USC and Nebraska back to back. Nebraska, Nebraska's taken I, yeah. the farthest fall. Yeah, yeah, that was a hard, hard tumble for for Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spoiler then, alert: I am not going to pick Nebraska in this draft. Yep. No, I left them off the list this this year. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Penn State and Auburn were uh, the last two by you guys. So uh, Trey got it. Trey won that one. Okay. Good work, uh, Trey. You have the first pick here. We're gonna go Trey Michael Ryan. And we'll we'll snake back and forth a couple times. All right. Well, I'll kind of start where I uh, where I started last year. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Gators. Uh, yeah. Dan Mullen, Florida. They've now won back to back New Year's Six games uh, in his first two years. You know, clearly they're heading in the right direction. The SEC East, as as we know, has primarily been coming down to Florida and Georgia. So if they can kind of get over the hump they're getting closer and closer to georgia it looks like maybe this year they can get over that over the top and if they do this could be the year they they get into the playoff yep they would have been if i was the first pick i would have also taken florida yep i am the second pick this is tough there is there are honestly i mean going down my list here there's like three or four teams i could have easily taken i'm gonna go with texas and i was tempted by you know, Penn State, A&M, a couple other schools, but most of the schools I was debating with are in loaded divisions. So that was kind of the uh, the reason I went with Texas. It's really just Oklahoma in the Big 12 that they have to deal with. And for the most part, they've played Oklahoma really well. Um, so it's not crazy to think that, that they could beat them. Um, and even this year, you know, you always have to think, is there at least a puncher's chance this year when you're making this this draft pick and with everything texas has coming back on defense getting everybody healthy sam ellinger back i mean they're big underdogs but it could happen yeah i I, the only thing with that is i do i love their offense and i know they have returning presence with the defense but the defense is still gonna have to make a big improvement it will but i think they will i just think there were so many injuries last year that yeah the secondary was just the walking wounded it it was it was horrible i mean it was crazy how many guys missed time uh okay i got that leaves me two picks in a row here uh okay i'm gonna pick one that i feel like has a chance to do it more right now and then another one that's eh, probably more future so i'll go with the one that i think has a chance to do it any any given year and i'll I'll say that's auburn uh you did mention that was kind of the reason why you stay away from team just because of the loaded division but i mean we all thought the exact same thing about lsu last year and True. You know, they shoot up the board here and they make the playoff. You got Bo Nix coming back. Uh, they have some good receivers, Seth Williams coming back. So I know they lose some up front on the defensive line, but Auburn has, you know, they've been recruited well. You never know. I mean, uh, Gus Malzahn's kind of proven this just any given year, you're not, not sure what's going to happen. So I think Auburn has, they have the talent and they have the potential to to sneak through there one year. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, done it before. Is always good. Yeah, yeah, defense always good, and he's done it yeah. before. As far as he made a BCS championship game, of course that right. doesn't count as a playoff here. And yeah. just a few years ago, what was it 2017? They were in the SEC championship against Georgia. Had they won, they would have been in. So yeah, he's proven. They've been it. knocking at the door, and I think Bo Nix is going to take a jump. So okay. Um, and then he my other, my other, what I said, he better. Yeah, well, he wasn't that bad. Yeah, I know, but wasn't great. Yeah. All right. That's an argument for another day. 
Yeah, I think we'll get into that argument actually later in this pod. Um, and my other one, I'm going to go with USC. I just oh yeah, I mean, and they're not. They're, I mean, it's who's in their non-conference this year? Uh, the slate. I uh, well, you always got Notre Dame, got Alabama. Alabama. Oh, that's yeah. right. Game well, one, Alabama. Crap. Yeah, it's not <laughs> happening this year. It's not. I mean, not it's happening. very unlikely. I'll say not that. Not happening this year. I thought maybe if maybe if Alabama wasn't on the schedule, eh, Although, it's conceivable. There may there might be a chance they of no win the Pac-12. non-conference games. There's still a lot in play here. Yeah, yeah USC could win the Pac-12. It's possible. Yeah, no, for sure. So, uh, but just be, you know, uh, the reason why I pick USC is just because of the potential. We know how great they can recruit uh, and. The top five classes that they were bringing in consistently for over a decade just it just makes you a top team. So I don't expect Clay Helton to be able to do it, but I think if you get a decent coach in there, they're right there always. Yeah, and uh, obviously last year, the last couple of years, really the recruiting has has slid. I will say though, the recruiting twenty twenty one is off to a pretty good start. Exactly, exactly. I think the 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 coaching staff they've finally invested in the coaching staff around Clay Helton, and yeah. so. You're seeing that with recruiting starting off really well. And I just think, um, yeah, I think there's a lot more optimism around USC now than there was even just a few months ago. It's crazy what those assistants are doing. I mean, he is, Clay is just kind of, I don't know, he's getting lucky just by riding off of, <laughs> first he was given such a great team by inheriting it. And then now it's just those assistants are starting to kick in with the recruiting. So, yeah, we'll see if it can save his job. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so it's my turn then. Okay, back to me. So let's see here. Well, that leaves me with I'm going to take Penn State. Yeah. So they've they are recruiting consistent top ten, top fifteen classes. They've finished in the top ten in the AP three of the last four years. So if James Franklin's there, they're they're going to be in the hunt. So one of these years, you got to think they'll be get lucky enough to break through. Obviously, you got to deal with the loaded division and. Ohio State, but, but they've proven they can beat the Buckeyes. Yeah. You know what? It, I didn't realize you said three of the f- last four years in the top 10. They've won 11 games in three of those four years. That's amazing. It is. I was also, their schedule, they're, it's for being in the East, it's not terrible. And the last half of their, like the last five games are really easy. So they, if they start hot, they have a, they have a chance. Yeah. They rarely play a really hard non conference, too. Yeah, they usually it's like what Nick Pitt is kind of the best team yeah. or something they've been playing lately. They don't have those marquee, which is kind of bad. You wish Penn State would, you know. When was the last time Penn State had a marquee non-conference game? Why do you ask these tough questions off the cuff, Ryan? Uh, yeah, Maybe I don't look remember. It up. Well, uh, uh, whose turn is it? Well, Trey, Trey, over to I'm you. Actually, I'm oh, looking at their, their non-conference game this year. Um, Penn St- look up their non-conference game this yeah, year. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to. Look I remember looking here. at it. All right, so you took Penn State, Michael. And yeah. let's see, do I have back to back? Yeah, I have back to back here. All right, I'm gonna go. Hmm, I'm gonna go one with Wisconsin. Uh, okay, they're always. We know they're always relevant in the West of the Big Ten, of course. And you know, if they break through in the Big Ten title, it's going to come down to that one game. They could get there. I mean, remember just this last year in the Big Ten title. The first half, they were controlling the Buckeyes, and we were kind of all sitting there, like, even though they had a couple losses, we're like, if this continues, like, do they sneak in the playoff? I mean, yeah, it was, I forgot about that. It was crazy. Um, so I think there's potential it could happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen here this year, but with them being relevant in the West, they have a they have a shot. Okay, and then so I, that's Wisconsin, and then hmm, at Virginia Tech this year for for yeah, Penn State. Decent. So there you go. Oh, that's, that's definitely that's, a tough one. But I'm trying to there go back go. That and was see what I was... before what was there because they had Pitt for a few years and that was it. And yeah, I'm gonna last four give years. I'm gonna give Michael his team that I think he's gonna go with. Okay, so I'm actually gonna take. I'm actually gonna. It's not gonna happen this year. Okay, but I'm gonna say North Carolina. Oh, no, I was gonna happening this year. Them. Believe me, but Mac Brown is killing it in the 2021 recruiting. Yeah, it is. like they have. I mean, it's super early, but they're number two class right now. Um, you know, this year with Sam Howell, he'll show improvement. They're not going to make the national the the playoff this year, but give him, it'll have a couple years of recruiting. Um, with Sam Howell, he'll yeah. be he'll be back next year, so the, it, it's not that crazy, especially with the ACC. Pretty much just them and Clemson. I mean, Clemson's a huge hurdle still to still to climb, but 
they have a they have a chance in the couple in the coming years. Yeah. I mean Sam Howell is amazing, so you never know. Um all right, back to me. I am going to take Texas A&M. I that think, was who I thought you'd say. Yeah, yeah. You got so over the next 5 years, I think they're going to be better than a lot of the teams we've drafted. I think it's fair that they fell to around here because of course LSU, Alabama, Auburn, now even Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss and Mike Leach at Mississippi State. The division is just murderer's row. But even with that, they've got, I think, a top 10 coach, maybe top five coach in Jimbo Fisher. They're bringing in top five-ish classes. The talent, it might be there next year. Like there's, It wouldn't be the craziest thing if A&M snuck in next year. But certainly looking to 2021, 2022, they're going to be, I think, one of the top five or 10 teams. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good one. I, I and was Ryan's take... boy Kellen Mond is back for his eighth year this year. It yeah, seems like <laughs> yeah, final year for him. Um, yeah, I was going to take North Carolina too. Actually, Trey, that was a uh, wow. I was going, yeah, no way. Um, but I got to go somewhere else. I'll take uh, Michigan. There's, they've always yeah. been good. I know it's yeah, you know, they get their butt whipped by Ohio State, but if they can just <laughs> avoid that, or if maybe if that's their only loss, they can still sneak in somehow or whatever. Somehow they beat uh, beat the Buckeyes. But they're always right there. Jim Harbaugh's got a good team. And I mean, you never know when they're going to pop up, but they've always been good. So they have a chance. Okay. By the so way, no. it was 20, 2011 was the last marquee matchup for Penn State in the non-conference when they played Bama. Other than wow. that, it was like Pitt for four years, Syracuse, Virginia. So okay. good to see them playing a, a better team though in Virginia Tech. Uh, okay. So that's that's it, right? That's all we're doing. We got that was three, it. three teams each. What? Who was the first team? Do you have a team that didn't get listed that was that was on your list? For me, it was Florida hmm. State, just because the well, no, the, Florida State's been in the playoff. Oh, I'm <laughs> <an idiot. laughs> all right. <laughs> perhaps I should have just said. <laughs> perhaps I should have just said, "Let's move on." Wow, <laughs> that was a real brain fart by me. <laughs> that's a tough one uh, I no, how stop. about alabama though guys no one said alabama <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. right no one yeah. said alabama <laughs> yeah oh whoops uh okay well was there anybody else that you guys had? <laughs> <laughs> hey how about oregon guys oregon yeah, <laughs> yeah oregon no i am um, the only other like kind of long shot i had that i put one g5 squad and that was ucf because they have they have some cash cachet built up and even like this year, they have a decent schedule. So if all the chips fell their way, you know, and they went undefeated impressively, they could. I'm not saying it'll happen, but I threw it in one G5. Okay. I also had, uh, I'm afraid to say any more names now, but uh, Tennessee on my list, Minnesota, but we're starting to get slim pickings. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move on to our next draft. The head coach to be fired first. And Trey, we need you to break down last year. All right. So, Michael, you had a little bit of bad, well, bad luck if, if you look at it this way, is that you selected Clay Helton to be fired, arguably should have, uh, and Brent Brennan of San Jose State. Neither of those guys, of course, ended up getting fired. Uh, you also said, and kind of off the cuff afterwards, you said Tony Sanchez of UNLV. He he did end up going. So there you go. You should have put him in your top two. Okay. Okay. So so off the cuff after the draft has I'm like one for two right now. I said right, Tony Sanchez. Yeah, sure, sure, I also said Florida State. So well, no, speaking of Ryan, Ryan said Lovey Smith, mm. who he had a couple big he saved slash lucky wins for this year that, that really yeah. saved him. Yep. Uh and Randy Edsel of UConn. How did he he's not, not really canned? validating him being, being there still, but he's still there. But then, Ryan, you said off the cuff, Willie Taggart. I impressive. did, yeah. So yeah. there you go. You guys off the cuff have, are good. But then it comes to me once again, and I nailed it. I got. Uh -oh. I said Chris Ash of Rutgers. Yeah. See ya. I said Bob yeah. Davey, New Mexico. Those, See ya. Yeah. And then I, I asked you guys about Matt Luke of Ole Miss. So... I, I kind of hit a home run there. You did. Oh, you yeah. did. 
Yeah. To be fair, the question was head coach to be fired first. So, and I think. Oh, that, well, I honestly don't know who was fired first. <laughs> well, it was probably, it was probably Taggart, right? I would think. I don't remember, but oh, he was you're probably right, fired he was pretty early during the season, right? Yeah. So, but none well, of us. Fair. Fine. <laughs> no, it's fine. Hey, as long as they're fired, yep. you're a winner. I looked at that. I, I took it in terms of being fired. Okay. Now on to 2020. Ryan, why don't you get us started? Randy Edsel. <laughs> yeah i'm my goodness if he doesn't get canned after this year then i uh just doesn't care about football uh there he's six and 30 in his time there so Ouch. just just i mean it has been a complete debacle the second time around there at hey UConn, at least so. the defense has been really good <laughs> setting records that's for sure yeah so yeah edsel is uh choice number one okay i i'm gonna go with clay Helton, SC. Yeah. I mean, there is, my, like you said, Michael, there's a little bit of optimism there, but it's still a little surprising. He's there. He's he's walking on very thin ice, of course, so he, he's going to need things to go, obviously, right for him to, to stick around. And we know that this past year's recruiting took a nosedive. Hopefully, he can redeem himself in 2021. But just on field the last couple of years, been very up and down, and it's been been rough. Yeah, he was he was he would have been my top pick as well. Um the because the other thing is is with that game one being against Alabama that could just get you off on just the totally wrong foot and fans turn against him even more than they already have uh okay I'm the third pick here I'm gonna go with Kevin Sumlin at Arizona he took over a team with Khalil Tate I think everyone thought the team had a ton of potential and they've gone five and seven and four and eight the recruiting has not been good you thought he was going to recruit really well there I think the only thing he has going for him is is the potential of Grant Gannell at quarterback. But other than that, it's just it's all I, looking bad. I loved the hire. In fact, yeah. I've yeah. got an Arizona. Oh, Trey is wearing an wow. Arizona shirt right now. Old school Arizona shirt. I, I'm you know Ryan, you inspired me last week. You wore the Wazoo shirt. I'm going to try and go. Mm-hmm. I've got a few few college shirts that I'm going to try and go through as uh, as we record these. I like it. There's a reason to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who would have thought Herm Edwards would be by far out recruiting Kevin Sumlin? Yeah, did not I mean, see right. that right now. No. Okay, I have another pick, I guess. We're doing Snake. Um, I'm going to go Dana Dimmel at UTEP. Maybe they'll just, on principle, give him four years because he took over a program that was in such terrible shape. But he's gone 1-11, two straight years. Year three <laughs> here, He's he's got to show some improvement. And I'm not sure if he will because... Uh, SP Plus has them projected at 130th in the country Ooh. out of 130 teams. So, oh, yeah, not great. Not great. Yeah. They'll probably have quite a few FCS teams that are better than them. Oh, for sure. Ouch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Derek Mason of Vanderbilt. It was a little surprising that he stuck around again this year. I totally understand. It's not easy to win at Bandy. I, of course, but he's now 27 and 47. They were three and nine last year and, and showed very little. There's if, if they have a similar three and nine, four and eight or worse season this year, there, there doesn't seem to be a reason to keep him around. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. All right. Last pick here. I'm torn between two guys. Um, I'm going to go with, I'll go with the, I'll go with Will Muschamp. South Carolina. He's yeah. he went four and eight last year. It just has not been able to break through. Seems like it's been getting a little bit worse every year. And then take a peek at their schedule, and it's just brutal. Uh, most a lot of uh, forecasts have has have them as the the toughest schedule in the country coming up this year. So it's not going to be easy. And I don't think Halinski is really the answer. So yeah, I, I'm going to take Muschamp. But I was thinking Tom Herman. That was kind of my yeah my debate. Just because year four, you know, he said. He's like what twenty five. I mean, it's more likely that Herman's going to have a better year than Muschamp. So yeah, I, I agree with that Muschamp pick right now. Me too. But if Muschamp gets to like six and six, he's okay. I would think easier Herman, said than done. Yeah, I know it'd be not not easy. Herman, if he goes six and six, he's oh, he's got to be gone. True that. So, and it's you know, like Michael said before, they have a ton of ret- returning production. Sam Ellinger, a senior. This is this is a this is a big year for Herman. Um, okay. Well, that's, that's all we're doing for, for this draft. Any, uh, any names you want to throw out there that you thought should have been brought up? Mark D'Antonio, 
at Michigan State, maybe. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yikes. I'm just going to make it a, a routine to throw out things that don't make sense. <laughs> um, no, next on my list would have been Philip Montgomery at Tulsa. Yeah. He was. It looked really good at the beginning of his tenure, but not so much lately. Um, there Chip wasn't K- like a whole lot, you know, like it seems like a lot of coaches are still relatively new um, to their respective yeah. programs. It seems like when I looked around. Yeah, that's true. Um, like the Big 12 had a lot of new coaches still. Uh, Big 10. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, Frost ain't going anywhere, even though it's, it's getting questionable. Uh, yeah. I don't think Chip Kelly will be fired. Who knows? He yeah, could leave. But, Chip Kelly. Yep, I don't think he'll um, get fired unless it's like a complete debacle. Manny Diaz, he could have a, a Willie Taggart situation there. Anyway. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, let's move on to the next draft. David Shaw. Eh, David Shaw. If he has another another bad year. Uh, I mean, maybe. They I love guess. him up there. But yeah, I, I know they do. He's got a lot of, um, he's built up a lot of equity. Yeah. Okay. True freshman quarterback to make the most starts. So last year, uh, and we were going to just, we each made two picks and we combined the amount of starts. So Trey, you had the first overall pick, very good pick, Sam Howell from North Carolina. He started all 13 games. You also took Max Duggan with your final pick. Another great one. He uh alex delton actually started the first two but then duggan started the final 10 so right you finished with 23 starts and then ryan you picked bo Nix. he started all 13 games and at the time a lot of people thought joey gatewood was going to be the starter so yeah that was a good pick i was a kind of in the minority on that one your next pick was graham mertz and that was not as good he did surprising that they never gave him a shot but cone just did enough i guess Exactly. So you had 13 starts overall. And then Michael, me, Hank Bachmeyer was my first pick. He started all eight games in- that he played in, but yeah, injuries was, oh, injured. Yeah, was too bad. So only eight there. And then Jaden Daniels for Arizona State, he started 12 of 13. He was uh, injured in uh, the USC game. So 20 starts for me. So Trey, you are the winner with 23. Well done. Killing it. Yeah, you got you got kind of cursed there by injury, but a little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's move on to 2020. We will do two rounds here. It'll go Michael, Ryan, Trey. So I have the first pick. I think the lack of a, of spring practices is clearly going to make it a yeah. lot more difficult for a true freshman to start this year. Yes. And it also made it, honestly, just more difficult to research this question. So, because yeah, I'm not... Exactly. None of us are, like, huge recruiting guys. We follow it, of course, as much as any college football... Co- college football fan does but um yeah if if we forgot anybody on this list let us know in the comments because it's uh it's very possible i mean we kind of i kind of just went over the 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 qb rankings on 24 7 composite you know and just just to see what uh yeah you know the big names but a lot of the big names are going to like you know like dj ugalele is going to clemson it's like well you're yeah, not gonna ooh, start ugalele, i think oh excuse me sorry right. well i'm trying i'm trying but uh but yeah so and there could be some G5 teams, especially that, that yeah. we miss here. So anyway, yeah, my true. first pick, I'm going with Jeff Sims at Georgia ah, Tech. Ah, nice. <laughs> yeah, because James Graham obviously had a very bad, bad year last year. So Sims is, is going to be in the mix. He was a four-star recruit, 10th-ranked dual-threat quarterback in the country. And with transitioning to this new offense, Jeff Collins, you would think, is going to want to move. That's, turn, you turn said the page Georgia Tech, right? Yeah, Georgia Tech. Just for the listeners, I don't, I, I didn't. Oh, I didn't it. say that. Okay. Anyway, you might have. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's a good one. That, that was an obvious choice there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Ugh, okay. Number two. Ah, uh, man, that that was mine. So I will go with. Man, I'll take Ben Finley. Uh, for NC State. Okay. Um, it was he's not a super highly touted guy. He was a decent level three star. Um, but NC State's cute quarterbacks were just. They were horrible last year. I mean, they weren't Georgia Tech horrible, but they were pretty horrible. Uh, Devin Leary was probably the best, but he completed under 50% of his passes. So uh, they, they, if Ben Finley can come in and just be show a little bit, I think he can take the reins there. And it doesn't hurt that his older brother was a star quarterback there before, Ryan Finley. So I think I think Ben has a chance to come in and take that job. Yeah, that's, that's a good pick. Um, but Dave Dorn has named Devin Leary the starter. 
that doesn't mean a ton. Obviously, you could take him over, but no. just to throw it out there. Okay. Well, I'm going to take the number one quarterback, I guess. I'm going to take Bryce Young, Alabama. Obviously, he's going to have to compete with Mac Jones. Uh, but, I mean, hey, Bryce Young, there's a lot of t- people are touting him up. Uh, and and Young is clearly going to be the future, at least at this point. So, And Saban, I think he might learn from how he used Tua uh, his freshman year. He might potentially bring him in earlier in the season uh, and work him in more. Maybe he'll he'll uh, end up being the starter. Yep. So I got Young of Alabama. Okay, so you got to you got to go back to back. Back Trey. to you. What's your next pick? Oh yeah, back to back. All right, this now we're getting tough here for me, in my opinion. I'm gonna take. Hmm, I got a couple guys here. I'm gonna take. <laughs> I'm gonna take. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I'm gonna say it's Chuba Purdy. It's. I would assume Chuba. it's Chuba if that's how yeah. Chuba Hubbard pronounces it. Exactly. But. It's it's actually Brock's brother. Mm-hmm. He's going to Florida State. Um, I know they have James Blackman, but he's he's been inconsistent, and now they've got a new coaching staff, obviously, with Norvell coming in from Memphis. Maybe he'll want one of his recruits in there. He's a four-star dual threat, um, so maybe he'll he'll sneak in there. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's definitely possible people are, are hyping him up. I like James Blackman, but we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, see. Yeah. Um, okay, back. Oh, no. No, back to me. Oh, back Thanks, to you. Mike. Sorry. Yeah, you went first here, so then you go yeah. last. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Well, I didn't. I didn't have him on my list, so that's good. Uh, now I got. I got three guys here. Uh, oh man, they're all actually in the Pacific Northwest. I didn't realize that till now. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with. You yeah. can. You can tell us who you're debating between. Okay, so I got Jay Butterfield at Oregon, uh, Jaden Delora at Washington State, and then Ethan Garbers for UW. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up going with Garbers. Uh, he's yeah. he's a big time recruit pick. over there. He was from Corona Del Mar, you know, in Orange County. Uh, and he's obviously coming into a situation that's there's void of you know experience. Uh, Jacob Eason went off to the NFL. Then Colson Yankoff transferred to UCLA. Jake Hayner transferred to Fresno State. So a couple guys there right now. Um, Dylan Morris and Jacob Sermon. But Garbers, I think, has. Uh, the the better prospect of those of that trio so i think he can do it okay that, yeah, they're saying sermon might be well if they would have had a spring he would have been the number one guy but like yeah. you said they have no experience i think he only had like three passes in his career mm-hmm. so we have named have we named three straight brothers so we've got ethan garbers the brother of chase huh, garbers yeah. right we've got yeah, ben yeah. finley brother of ryan finley and chuba purdy brother of brock purdy wow um Okay, let's see. My with the final pick here. Ooh. Trey, who was your first pick? I said I said Bryce Young, Alabama. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, I guess so. it wasn't three straight, but we have named three yeah. brothers. Yeah. Um, okay, now I'm I have a decision here. Maybe you guys could help me. What do you think about Deuce Hogan at Iowa? I I know Spencer Petrus is I think supposed to be the starter. He backed up Nathan Stanley last year. Um, but I don't know. There's there's not a lot of experience there. And then I'm also debating between Harrison Bailey at Tennessee. But I, I kind of like Jarrett Garantano. So if, if Jarrett's healthy, then I think it's he's good. I think and he's solid. And also it's a it's a loaded quarterback room. Yeah, it's not just yeah, it's not just him. There's a loaded quarterback room. Yeah, there's a ton of guys at Tennessee. Okay, so I will go. I know Tennessee fans probably want Harrison Bailey to be the guy, but I'll, yeah. I'll go yeah. Deuce Hogan at Iowa uh, for the reasons I, I just kind of said. Yeah, Deuce is a good pick. Okay. Uh, I also had Brendan Lewis at Colorado, mm-hmm. Darrell's first guy, and they they don't have anyone right now to replace Montez. So Very yeah. true. Max Johnson. I was thinking just with uh, the Jay Butterfield at Oregon, I mean, he's just, he's kind of like... He's the guy, the, Michael, you, I can't pronounce his name. They're really high on... Uh, yeah. Um, he's a sophomore, his, I believe. His name no. is escaping me right now at Oregon. Um, Tyler Shuck. He's got a name I, oh, yeah, like, Tyler I can't pronounce. Yeah, Tyler Shuck. Oh, Shuck. Oh, yeah, yeah there it yeah. is. Well, and also they just, uh, they got the transfer of, um, again, my name, the name is escaping me. Didn't they just get a transfer? Boy, I don't, I don't even know. I think they did. All right, we'll Google it as, uh, as we're, as we move on. As I'm reading this great <laughs> As Ryan, Ryan, you've got an advertisement to read, so. I'm not going to read, I'm just going 
I know it. I, I was. It's a great deal here. Okay, go for it. All right. So myfrontpagestory.com is uh, is where the ad is from, and we kind of talked about it last week a little bit, but and it's a cool deal. So what you do with this this website is you kind of talk with a uh, a writer, like a professional writer, and there's you they ask you questions about you if you want to send like a great Mother's Day gift or for your wife or something they'll you'll tell them stuff to the writer what you want them to say blah 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 and they'll kind of write a cool story about them and like it would be on the front of a newspaper or something so it's and it actually comes like printed like with a looks like it comes on the front of a newspaper so it looks like the real deal um so they'll write up a cool story you get a great gift you get to send it to them and hand it to them whatever it is but it's just kind of cool it's something unique that you know, that's better than just handing them like jewelry or something, anything better that you could write yourself, most likely. Yeah, it's sentimental. So, for it's sure. a lot more sentimental. So it'd be pretty cool to be able to, you know, give that to somebody and then they'll hang it in there, you know, wherever and they always have it. And oh, it's pretty cool. I remember when I was, we went to, my wife and I went to, uh, took a trip and there was somebody that like took a photo of us. And when it printed, it was like, it was like a newspaper from like the old times, like an old school newspaper or yeah. something. And it was just your photo in there. And it was kind of had a, it, it was, so that was pretty cool. And I, we kept that and it's so something like this. I mean, if you want to make a big difference, somebody is going to really appreciate it. My front page uh, use the promo code bros 20 to get 20% off. So yeah, last one, my, my front page uh, promo code bros 20. Awesome. Very good. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool gift idea, especially with uh, Mother's Day. Yeah, Mother's Day is going to be here before we know it. So yeah, get on it. Um, By the way, all right, we're done with the ad. So now Anthony Brown from Boston College. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Duh. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Do we even like college football guys? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, but uh, maybe that didn't move the needle for me because I don't, you know, he was. I don't know. Some people like him. I mean, he if he transferred, the very fact that he transferred there. He must have been given some assurance that he can at least compete for the job. So we'll see. I would, I'm assuming he'll be able to compete. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like the way, <laughs> the way you said that is like you're mocking me. <laughs> well, I am. It's, that's a stupid statement. Why is that a stupid statement? He can compete. Yeah, we'll let you compete. Well, I mean, kind of like when, when Tommy Stevens transferred to Mississippi State. He wasn't going to transfer there if Moorhead didn't say, essentially say like, you've got a good chance to start. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah, because a guy like Anthony Brown, if he wanted, he could go play somewhere where he's guaranteed to play. But if you say, "Hey, you got a chance to play at Oregon," worth a shot, might take that. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on to the next draft: wide receiver to win the Bolitnikov in 2020. Uh, Ryan, what happened in 2019 with our predictions? Okay, uh, so Trey, you had uh, Jerry Judy, Ceedee Lamb, and Jalen Waddle. So a couple Bama guys and an OU guy. Good, good picks, good picks. Yeah. Um, but, but just didn't work out. Uh, Waddle kind of didn't have as big of a year as I think most people thought. Better returning than, uh, yeah. The return just such game. a loaded yeah, receiving was, core. Yeah. CD was great and Jerry was obviously good too, but so no, no hit there. Uh, Michael, you had Rondell Moore, just Injured. injuries, obviously. He just didn't get to play. Uh, then you had Justin Ross, who just never, I don't know. He didn't quite break through. Just a disappointing year. Yeah. Numbers wise. It was okay. T Higgins just overshadowed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then your last pick was LaVisca Chenault. So, you know, he was good, but just not quite Kinda good enough. Injury for, hampering you know, too. Injuries, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I had Tylen Wallace who got injured middle of the year. I mean, he was, it was later-ish in the year, but he was still he, having a He was on pace for another big year. Yeah, he was gonna have a good. He was having a good year, so that that hurt. Uh, Literally, and then uh, I had uh, Rico Bussy from North Texas that <laughs> uh, didn't work out. They had a bad year, um, and then T Higgins was my last and final pick. So, uh, and of course Jamar Chase won. So nobody nobody got it. Yeah, there. Jamar Chase. We could have drafted five more rounds and would not have taken yeah. him. So. No, no. Okay. All right. Well, this year, so, Trey. Uh, yeah, yeah, Trey, you've got the top pick. Okay, well, I'm going to stick with my Alabama theme, except I'm going to go with Devontae Smith. Uh, he caught 68 passes last year, and as we talked about, it's a very crowded room. Uh, 
with Jerry Judy and then Jalen Waddell as well. Henry Ruggs. He had an 18 and a half yard per reception average, 14 touchdowns. I, I don't see any reason why he won't be productive again this year. Yeah, yeah, that was my my top guy. He was on my fantasy team, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Probably <laughs> all these receivers were. You were loaded at receiver. <laughs> was um okay. Uh let's see. I got well, this is a tough choice, man. We're still loaded receiving receiving core again. It's like it was last year. Uh, shoot. Okay. I'll go I'll go with my guy that I picked first last year. I'm gonna go Tylen Wallace. Uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, I, I mean, obviously he got hurt, but he was having a great year. And then this year he's got Spencer Sanders coming back. Uh, he should have an even better year this year, uh, more comfortable in the system. So, yeah, uh, Tylen Wallace. All right, I have the third pick here. I oh, I thought I was going to have to make a ch- tough choice between two guys, but I have back to back, so I can just take both of them. So I'm just going to take Jamar Chase. He's back. Yeah, He won it last year, 1,780 yards, 20 touchdowns. I know he had some extra games there. And obviously, Joe Burrow is no longer there. Joe Brady is no longer there. Um, But they lose Moss. They lose Jefferson. Exactly. There could be more opportunities. So he was just so far and away, number one last year, that I got to take him. And then I'll go Rondale Moore from Purdue. If he was healthy all of last, I mean, we saw what he did his freshman year in 2018. He was one of the best receivers in the country, over 2,200 yeah. all-purpose yards. And, you know, I'm hoping Purdue has, uh, Rondell Moore included, has some better injury luck. I hope quarterback play is a little more consistent. I think it will be. Yeah. So. Should be. There you go. Yep. All right. That was a, that was a good one. Um, okay. Ah, shoot. Okay. <laughs> I got, I can, it's always a tough choice, man. Uh, all right. I'm going to go with, I'll go with Rashad Bateman uh, at Minnesota. He, he had a, a huge year. He somewhat unexpected that it was that big of a year just because, I mean, you didn't think Tanner Morgan was going to be that good and he ended up having such a stellar year up there in uh, Minnesota. Uh, but now you take away Tyler Johnson, uh, from that receiving group. Uh, it just leaves Bateman as the clear number one go-to guy. And he was just a sophomore last year. He had over 1200 yards and 11 touchdowns so morgan coming back uh bateman i mean they're gonna connect a lot i would think so i i really like him they i saw that pro football focus they were talking about how physical he is uh they ranked him one of the highest in contested catch rate as well as broken tackles so he's he's gifted yeah he is all right i'm gonna take justin ross of clemson uh you know with t higgins gone his role should only increase He's got, we obviously know he's got a couple years of chemistry with Trevor Lawrence. And we talked about it. his yard production last year wasn't that much, but he still had 66 receptions. So now with him being the clear number one guy, I'm going to go with, uh, with Ross of Clemson. Okay. Yeah. I think we did this last year. We decided to go one more round. Do you guys want to go another round or are we good? I got a couple guys. Okay. All right. We'll go another round then. Um, so let's see. That means, oh, so that would mean I go. Okay. Yeah. That means you go again, Trey. <laughs> it's kind of like last year, I guess with the third, with the third guy, I'll take another Bama one. I'll, I'll go back to the well with, uh, Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he, he should Im- continue to improve. He's, he's great in the slot at Alabama. We know how amazing he is in the return game. And if they get him in the open field, He's lethal. I mean, you just watched the Iron Bowl last year. Every time he touched the ball, he was a threat to score. So I'll take Waddle. I think he's the most electric player in college football. I guess he's fun to watch. He's a freak. Yeah. Um, uh, is it me? I believe so. Yes. Okay. I'm taking Seth Williams from Auburn. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, uh, as a sophomore last year, I remember in the, we had a previous, we had a pod going into the year. I, my, he was my breakout player in the SEC west and he had a really good year uh he put up some big numbers and give him bo nicks an, an improvement as i think he's gonna happen i think uh seth williams could do it okay so the final pick here i'll tell you all the guys that i'm debating between just so we throw out as many names as we can i'm on ross st brown yeah i'm on ross st brown from usc we've got demonte coxie he's back at memphis right uh, oh yeah. yeah that's right we've yeah. got chris olave ohio state george pickens at georgia could have a, I guess a breakout i mean he was very good last year especially towards the the end of the year uh yeah. tamari and terry florida state but ultimately i'm gonna go with 
Tutu Atwell for Louisville. Oh, Ooh, yeah, that's nice. a good one. 1,272 yards and 11 touchdowns last year. I, I, that, and that was his breakout, so I'm sure he can build upon that. Mikhail Cunningham back at quarterback. I think Mikhail Cunningham is one of the most underrated players in college he football awesome. going into the next year. Yeah, he was really good yeah. last year. So another year with uh, Scott Satterfield, why not? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be – I have a feeling I'm going to be pretty high on Louisville this year, maybe too high. We'll see. Um, okay, final draft we have is not one that we did last year, so we're done recapping, but we have the 2020 Heisman winner. Ryan, you have the first pick, then me, then Trey. So who you got? Are you This is the Justin, tough This is the tough one going number one, yeah. I feel like. I, I, Justin Fields. Okay. I just feel like the, the their system leads to more production – than Clemson does. I think Clemson's a little more, I don't know. They're just not, they, they don't, they're not trying to murder folks. Like I feel like Ohio state was. Well, the other thing they don't need to air it out. Like they're not going to be in as many competitive games as Ohio state. I don't think so. Right. I don't think they're going to yeah, rely on Lawrence as much. Exactly. Exactly. So that, yeah, that's why I took fields, which I think the betting market shows that I think fields is the, the favorite at this point. So yeah, it's pretty close, yep. but I think fields is the favorite. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. That leaves, I just was prepared since I'm second, I was going to be, I was just going to take whoever you didn't take between Lawrence and Fields. I'm tempted to even go away from that, but nah, I'll, I'll go Trevor Lawrence. Um, there's really, I don't need to explain that. It's just. Uh, no, I mean, they're going to be in the hunt. Yeah. So Trevor Lawrence. And he's got my guy, Justin Ross to throw to. Exactly. Uh, all right. I'll take, uh, I mean, you, you kind of have to. The Oklahoma quarterback, I guess, yep. Spencer Rattler. I thought about taking yeah. Rattler number two there. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't even he know if he's going to start the experience for sure. that the the couple guys ahead of him did uh, into their Heisman campaign seasons. But you, until you're proven wrong with Lincoln Riley in this offense, you just got to keep going back to them. So I, uh, I'm going to go with Spencer Rattler of Oklahoma. Okay. Yep. Back to back. You again. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll, let's we'll see learn the snake trap one day. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm down to two guys. I'm going to take a guy a little bit more off the radar for some people, and I'm going to take Kyle Trask of Florida. Ooh. Mm, uh, yeah. Not picking him because I think he's going to load up the stat sheet, but I really think Florida is going to be in the mix for the playoff. They're, he led them to another a New Year's Six Bowl win, like I said earlier. It'll be his second full year in Mullen's system. He completed 67% of his passes, had 29 total touchdowns. Maybe he can pr- improve upon that, and they're in the mix. He'll be he'll be in the hunt. Yeah, th- those were good numbers that he had last year. I know. Considering yeah, they, weren't, they weren't too shabby. Yeah, considering he didn't start the year as the guy. That's, he was good. I like that pick. Okay, back to me. I am going to take Mac Jones for Alabama. Like we talked about earlier, I think the – the lack of a full off season is going to make it more likely that he starts rather than Bryce Young. And we saw Mac Jones run this offense last year and didn't offense barely skip to beat without without Tua. So Mac Jones, if he is the starter all year with Waddle and with um, Devonta Smith and all the guys he has to throw to, they're going to put up big numbers. So Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah, that was going to be my pick. OK, uh, I'm down to two guys now. Uh, I got Jamie Newman, our bro. Uh, and and Bo Nix. Oh, whoa, wow. Whoa. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Bo Nix. Wow. Um, wow. I'm, hey, you know, 58% completion percentage of it wasn't very good, but he can get that we up over 60. We are a clear one. 16 touchdowns, six picks. I think he can – I think he's going to make a big jump. So, yeah, I – A clear I, one? I disagree with that pick, but maybe I'll be wrong. You you were early on Bo Nix starting all season last year, so maybe you're early yeah. on – Bo Nix taking the leap. Yeah, maybe he'll have a big leap. It is leap. conceivable he could take a leap. I'm, I'm being too harsh. His, his stats were similar to Joe Burrow's as a junior, so. Well, I don't know if we should use Joe Burrow as a precedent for anything. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm essentially saying he's, you know, going to have the best year ever. Yeah. Okay, Trey, who's who's the guy you thought we were? So we're done with this draft. Sam Ellinger. Yeah, I, I agree. He would have been my my next pick. Sam Ellinger yeah. is just so productive. And you like yeah. Texas, it sounds like right now. So Yeah, exactly. They've got a puncher's chance of of making a, a playoff type run. So yeah, he's gonna put up the the rushing touchdowns. He's gonna yeah. He's gonna be in the mix. Um other guys we left off. Chuba Hubbard, of course. Yeah. Uh Miles Brennan, LSU if they can keep it up. Yeah. Sam Howell, Trey, your your guy apparently. But we all love him. We all love him. Travis Etienne 
And then my guy, Keaton Slovis. But yeah, I'm glad you didn't pick Jamie Newman, Ryan. I mean, I like Jamie yeah, Newman. He was really gonna... productive at Wake, but it's just going to be, first of all, now with an abbreviated offseason, yeah. however you want to yeah. call it, with a new offensive coordinator, of course, Jamie Newman's first year. And there's a lot of talent in the receiving core, but some of it's unproven offensive line so much uh so many guys going to the Turnover. nfl it's it's yeah. a lot to overcome so i don't know about yeah, Heisman. I, I think we also a lot of people were very enamored with the high profile transfer quarterbacks that they don't always pan out like i'm really curious like Derek king at miami like i want these guys to work out but as we've seen time after time it doesn't it doesn't always pan out right i was i saw a thing on the with the jamie newman stats where at wake last year where with Sage Surratt on the field, like his stats were really good. He's like 28 touchdowns, six picks. But with Sage Surratt off the field, I mean, he had more interceptions than, te- than touchdowns. So it's just when he didn't have a top guy in there, he really struggled. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, uh, I just, assume, I just kind of threw him on my potential list just because he's a probably the starting quarterback for a potential top 10 team. Yeah. You know, so well, on his odds, it. he's, I, I think his, I think it's he deserves yeah, to be somewhere on this list. His odds are too high. He's like ten to one I agree. or something like that. Yeah, and to me that's not good value. Right. You're really bashing. No, our I bro, love Jamie Mike. Newman. Hey, he's our no, fourth I, brother. I, I get love it. Jamie Newman. I get it. I think he'll have a good year, but I'm not sure about Heisman. Um, but anyway, that'll do it for the College oh, yeah. Football Bros podcast. Thank you to everybody for listening and for watching. Of course, on YouTube. And if you like the show and you want bonus episodes or just want to support us, we'd really appreciate that. That's patreon.com slash college football bros. And we will talk to everyone next week. You've been listening to the college football bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to college football bros at gmail.com to keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at college football bros, follow them on Instagram at college football bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today.